Welcome to Account-Based Marketing. This podcast is designed as a collection of conversations with sales and marketing leaders, sharing thoughts and practical tips for growing your most valuable customers. Hosted by me, Alicia Linden, founder and CEO at Momentum ABM. Welcome to this episode of Account-Based Marketing. Today, we're talking about being customer obsessed and I'm joined by Andrew Court, Senior Director at Oracle for Cloud Transformation and Innovation. Welcome, Andrew. Glad to be here. Hello. Andrew, you are one of our founding fathers. You've been uh, with us uh, for eight years as a client. Uh, We've been on quite a journey together. You started uh, Key Account Marketing in the industry form at Oracle. Yes, we started probably 10 years ago now, uh, one of the pioneers of ABM. Way back when, started from an industry perspective, but then as the key account program grew within Oracle, we uh, we focused on an ever-growing number of uh, our large accounts across EMEA and JPAC. Brilliant. And you shifted from an industry focus to key accounts. Was that driven by Oracle's business, Oracle's go-to-market? I think it was mainly driven by the nature of the accounts that were being introduced into the programme. So if you think we started back 10 years ago with companies like BT and Vodafone, which I think were the original two, we quickly went you know, from 2 to 10 to 15, and now we're up about 100. So it's really grown by those businesses in the program and what their needs are right and uh, as you can imagine they span quite a number of industries mainly in financial services and communications and retail but then as you get down the uh, industries into health sciences and so forth so we moved away from industry mainly because we wanted to be very account specific and not really industry marketing yeah and what's the biggest difference for you moving from industry to account specific I think generally industry is very generic it's about obviously the the, the pain points, the direction, the the new trends uh, in, in an industry and so forth. When you flip and look at an account, they, they naturally fit in an industry or many industries, some of them. Um, but then it's more about the strategy of the account, where they are today, where they want to be tomorrow and, and how we can help them get there. Yeah, I think that's one of the big things when you go from industry, super macro level themes to take a telco account like BT, very different to the broad telco trends they're facing. And as you say, spanning multiple industries. Yeah. And as you can imagine with a company like Oracle, very wide portfolio, it's very much matching what their strategy is and where they want to be with how we can help them do that, whether that's infrastructure or platform services or software. Yeah. So... super complex business. It's taken me eight years and I think I'm up to about 70% of the acronyms. So I'm, I'm getting there. Apart from the complexity of the business and you're making lots of acquisitions all the time, I think not a month goes by without you making an acquisition. What else do you think is, is driving you to become customer obsessed? I think about four years ago, we started thinking about, you know, we, we'd done a ton of work, as you know, on our Insight to Advisor model, mm-hmm. that, that real one-to-one top of the pyramid uh, ABM. So we're well versed in that. What we were finding is we were getting some of the customers through to that very large transformation in the cloud or sort of position. 
where they'd made big decisions based on Oracle Cloud technology, and we didn't want to stop. In, in the cloud, it's slightly different. We have to think about cloud adoption, and it's all new to them. It's new to us. We have to think about subscription-based models, so business models change, you know, customers change, competition changes. There's lots of things happening. So we, we started thinking about how we would take some pilot accounts that are, or customers that had just made that decision to do something quite large with us in the cloud. And then we built a second model, if you like. So you know our insight to advisor as well as we do. We really started thinking about, well, how do we think about taking them through to go live? How do we think about their use and experience? How do we think about the value? Because we're now th thinking about renewals not just perpetual licenses, how we need them to renew. So value realisation, business case justification, and then through to advocacy, because we want them as advocates of the brand in the cloud, in, in visually in the market, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of things were driving us to think we need a second model. Yeah. And Andrew, you've gone from this approach of the business is changing, what you're selling is changing, it is about annualised recurring revenue now. Let's talk about building a transformational deal in an account. You've set up a framework, your original insight to advise a framework. How many accounts are you covering? We currently cover about 100, uh, as I said, mainly in financial services, comms, retail, healthcare. If I were to pick one, if I think of the last one we've just successfully closed, one of our major key accounts in Germany, it's probably taken us four years, I would say. When, when we did the review of, the, um, of the, the process the other day, we started off probably in 2015, we're now well, 2019, yeah. <laughs> getting into 2020. Uh, it's taken us that long, and that's how detailed and how long this process takes. So we start with very detailed understanding of the customer, their strategy, where they are, where they want to be, the key stakeholders from board and C-level down to decision-making units and influencers. Uh, that's our insight piece. We gather all that in with the key account team and many people within Oracle and the customer, because a lot of it is co-created if possible. And we build, as you know, uh, what we call a proposition. It's not a proposal. It's, it's more of a proposition because they don't really know if they want it yet or not. It's, it's our view of where they should go. And that's quite an in-depth. It, it's not just about products and services. It's also about, if you think of the customer lifecycle, it's making people aware of what it is, making them familiar of why they need it. We help them do a lot of evaluation, take them through the selection process, through to hopefully agreeing, you know, purchase uh, you know, perception of purchase. Mm -hmm. But then we also, at that point as well, we also point out what it's like to become a customer of Oracle. So we, we then take them through how we implement, how we go live, how we do value realisation, how we how we work on them with advocacy and so yeah. forth. So it's, it's a really meaty, uh, in-depth proposal or proposition. So it's almost why buy Oracle, why buy it now? You're creating that disruption. Exactly. If you can think, if we that takes a, a period of time, if, if you think of these large multinational companies, you can think of how many C-level and board executives you need to get to, how many line of business executives you need to get to, you need to get buying from IT, decision-making units around them, influences yeah. throughout the company. You can see why it takes four years to do. Yeah, and the, um, those buying cycles are super complex and you're having to build consensus across silos that don't normally talk to each other, like it, IT, exactly. like lines yeah. of business. Yeah, we call, join, we call it joining the dots, as yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. You know. and talking about those propositions, Andrew, you mentioned that you're not just taking out products and solutions to these customers, you're showing them the art of the possible, where they could get to. You're also joining the dots, aren't you, between everything Oracle has to sell and some of the challenges and opportunities those accounts face in their market. Yep, we do. We spend a lot of time, and I guess that's the um, that's why we spend so much time on the proposition side because they are very detailed. It's 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 really a reflection of their future business mm -hmm. using the Oracle Cloud from a, an infrastructure, you know, the platform of services and and, and the SaaS products we have. So in in a very detailed way, and and of course not everyone 
wants to hear the same message, right? So if you're talking to the board or C-level or IT or line of business, the, the message is nuanced as well. So quite detailed work on the yeah. message and along an entire customer life cycle. So different messages at different times as, as they are willing to receive them. So you're bringing real firepower to account teams and giving the coverage over time. Andrew, we've talked a little bit about insight perspective. The rest of your insight to advisor framework it also includes communication and engagement. Correct, yep. So we've done a lot of the detailed work on the insight. We've built the proposal, uh, which we take into the customer through a communication vehicle. So when we've done the insight work, what we also do is full stakeholder maps, but also we look at reach. So how do we, do we know them? Do we not know them? Can we get to them on social? Do we have to do print? Do we have their email opt-in? lovely GDPR. All of those things are mapped out in quite minute detail uh, and that's really the communication plan. How do we how do we get those messages that we chop up at different cycles of the buying cycle to different levels of people over a period of time? And, and that's really where you spend your time. That's that's the four-year journey, right? Not that everyone takes four years, that's just a, <laughs> the latest example. Yeah. But it's, it's quite detailed work. It's, it's not a it's not a here's proposal, send it in. Uh, to board and everything's done. It, it doesn't work that way in these large cloud transformation deals. And then the last piece, of course, is engagement. So once we've got the message in and we've taken them through that life cycle and we help them evaluate, we help them select, we help them, you know, positive perception to purchase, we, we do a lot of that engagement as well through different forms of, you know, breakfast briefings, board briefs, all sorts of things yeah. we get up to with the account team. And it is those interactions that you end up shifting the conversation, you end up earning the right to be at the table. Yeah, and I think in the in the in the right is is the right thing. Is de- definitely that. Yes. Yeah, and Andrew, you've been leading the way, charting the course for account-based marketing, um, as you say, over the past ten years. Arguably, you're ahead of the market. And I know that when you were talking recently at the Topo Summit in San Francisco, many of the audience members that I heard from and spoke to said you you blew their mind. You'd moved account-based <laughs> marketing from traditional demand gen, let's get a response rate, to actually thinking about the full customer lifecycle, including post-purchase. How have you extended the insight to advisor model? So we had some of our customers that we had gone through that process, 18-month, two-year, three-year, four-year process, and we got them to the point where they'd made that big decision. They were going to transform their business with Oracle in the cloud. But they they, they then came to us and said, okay, how, how can you help us do that? So we did. So the ABM, and, that, and that's where the nugget of ABM 2.0 came from, came out of a team meeting many years ago in the vineyard in Reading, believe it or not. Lots um, of gin. <laughs> <laughs> probably lots of gin. And it was, it was based on those discussions with some of those early customers that, that were trying to do that. And then we took a stand. We, we, we stood back and thought, okay, if you now look at the post-sale journey, just like we've worked so hard on the pre-sale journey, what would we do? And um, you, you tend to work with, different people in the, in the organization. So you still work with the board and C-level really because they need help changing the culture yeah. and the mindset of the organization they're running, right? So we do a lot of work with those. There's obviously a project team because these are big cloud transformation projects. And there's also these other people called users, <laughs> very powerful people. So we started charting a, a different model, I guess, which we, which we built over time, which was, okay, how do we work with the board and C-level executives to change, to make that change management happen? We were then working with the project team to get them through from that purchase point to go live. And then just before go live, we started working with the customers around onboarding, first use of, of products and so forth. 
And again, different tactics for different people along different points of that cycle. You then go into, we've been working one customer now for probably about two and a half years on this process and they've gone through that go live piece. The users have gone live, they're active on, on the software uh, and services. And we're now getting to the point where we're thinking about value realization. So if you, again, if you shift to cloud-based services, you have renewals to think about, right? And they need to think about renewals as, as much as us. They have to take that business case to the board to say, we made this decision four or five years ago, we want to renew because it is adding the right value. But you have to go through that value realization process. So these are all sort of things where we work with different people in the account post-sale. It's still account-based marketing, it's just a different view, a different lens, I guess to help them through that post-sale journey right through to um, hopefully renewal and then on to what we call, well, everyone calls about advocacy, right? And that's really what we call customer obsession. That's yeah. that's our ABM 2.0. Uh, our customer obsession is really the insight to advisor model plus the go live use value ad- mm-hmm. advocacy model. As well. Andrew, I think you make a, an excellent point there. Elon Musk has this saying of there are no salespeople, there are no marketeers. And in much the same way, you're driving that innovation in, in marketing, thinking about how you, you become customer centric, make the customer, help the customer be sales, be marketing for you. Yep, I think that's key. I think if you if you do it correctly, both of you win, right? It's about, it's about what we call joint value. So we're in a business as they are. We need happy customers in the market telling everyone else or, or their peers that the transformation journey they've been on, how happy they are, the value they perceive be, being with us. So we, we get that back from them and we help them, quite rightly so, to, to make them successful. The fifth stage, I guess, after advocacy is it, it never stops, I guess. Yeah. It's just ongoing. You deepen the relationships, you deepen the partnership. Build really strong relationships with really senior executives in our largest accounts. Andrew, one of the big things that I've seen with your communities is you're not just establishing a group of individual C-level executives that are coming together to talk about a particular um, application or solution offering from Oracle. Um, you're actually bringing them together on their terms. So it's about a customer-first mindset. It's about their challenges and, and their opportunities. Yes, very much so. So if you look at where we're building the communities from is the C-level executives that we know, right? So we, we work with them day in, day out. And the, the common thing is how they like to come together and build peer relationships, how they can you know, share their learnings, how they can give each other practical advice. So it's, it's very much based around that custom research based on what they don't know, their unmet needs and, and so forth. So we really facilitate that and, and are really putting a lot of effort into that at the moment. So the other, the other area we're looking at is um, how we take all of that 10 years of knowledge of ABM and, and four or five years of ABM 2.0 all of that knowledge, experience, war stories, what to do, what not to do, and do that at scale. So how do we use a lot of the digital technologies available to us? How do we build digital journeys and, and so forth? Those are the two areas I'm working on at the moment. Got um, it. And Andrew, a big part of being customer obsessed is about listening to those customers, testing, enhancing, and then personalising some of those interactions. What role does data play in your programme? So data plays a huge part, has really from day one. So I guess we were one of the pioneers many years ago with the likes of Bomborum, Madison Logic and so forth. And we, we've spent, I guess, the last few years building our own, what we call our, our PI dashboards. 
So we can pretty much predict using first-party data, third-party data, propensity to buy modelling with AI. We can pretty much predict in any of our accounts who's in market based on different propositions. So it, it, it has and always had played a massive part on the pre-sale side. The area which is fascinating now is, is how data... You, you've got the same data, different data, but more data on the post-sale side. Uh, so we're looking at that, what we call a, a data sense human touch. So if we can gather and understand the huge amounts of data to us, it, it's different data. It's, so it's things like um, how customers are using the software, how many support tickets are open, uh, and so on. And you, if you bring all that together and AI model it, we, we, um, we, we build what we call a health score. And we use that to help us change things, what, what are we doing right, what are we doing wrong, what do we need to tweak slightly um, with our customers. So again, even in the post-sale world, it's, it's hugely valuable to us. Andrew, most organisations are marketing-obsessed and not customer-obsessed. Talk me through the culture shift that you've taken the organisation on. The culture shift is an interesting one because the way we tackled ABM, you know as well as I do, Alicia, ABM is all about the customer. The way we tackled ABM was to build a, a team from scratch. So we, 10 years ago, we started with a blank piece of paper effectively, and we handpicked individuals to become part of that team. So we didn't move them from the rest of the business, which tend to be more product marketing focused. So we built a team, 14 or 15 strong now across, across the region, which think customer first. It's all about the customer. What's the customer thinking? Where are they today? Where do they want to be? And it's our job to stitch together proposals and messaging which position Oracle as a company, a cloud vendor, if you like, that can take them there. It's, it's not selling finance software to them. It's, it's not selling them a bit of AI or autonomous database. You have to think about it, it in their terms. And Andrew, how do you bring teams with you thinking about the sales org, thinking about some of the support consulting services teams? How do you get them to think about the customer? I, th I think um, on the pre-sale side, it's, it's a bit more of a challenge. When we get to the post-sale side, that they're, they're naturally there anyway. So if you think on pre-sale, you spend most of your time with pre-sales consulting, the key account directors, the, the, the sales guys by line of business. That's a challenge. It's like herding cats, as you know. But we do that through the propositions and the customer-first propositions. So we have a very well-structured methodology of how we build those now. If you look at the post-sale side, most people you're dealing with are people like consulting and customer support, uh, advanced customer services and so forth, which are naturally customer focused anyway. So it's, it's a lot easier we found in the, in the post-sale side. Andrew, one of the things that I think you've been doing ahead of the market is actually building advocates before they've purchased. You're, you're getting the customer almost ready to be a huge Oracle fan. They're not coming in. You're not just doing a deal and disappearing. You're thinking, how do we build sustained success over time? Talk me through how you approach customer advocacy. So customer advocacy for us starts at the very beginning because we focus very much, as I said before, on the co-authoring of the proposals, if the customer is willing to do that. So we, we, we look at it in three stages, or three funnels, if you like. So the first stage is the pre-sale stage, where we're trying to take them on that journey through to purchase. And that is, is what we call funnel one, right? You know, that's, that, that's ARR, right? The second part, which most companies miss out, by the way, if you, if you talk to a marketeer who doesn't think about ABM, They'll go from purchase, and the next thing that comes out of their mind is cross-sell, upsell. Yeah. Right? And that's where our ABM 2.0 and customer obsession really fills that gap. Because we look at a whole series of activities before we even get to that upsell, cross-sell, which is what we call the third funnel. So our, our second funnel, which most 
people miss out is how you take a customer up to that uh, purchase decision. By then, we've done a ton of work with them. We have really good relationships with them. And then we, we don't stop like most people do. We carry on. So we then work with them on helping them change the culture in their business. We then work with them on helping then implement it and making sure it goes live. We then work with them on first use adoption, taking their teams with them, taking the users with them, and then right up to, as we said before, business plans around renewal and so forth. When you get to that point, the, the renewal point, that's our second funnel, right? So you, you've, if you think you've got first funnel up, up until purchase, you've got second funnel up until renewal, then you can think about, because they have it now and they've renewed, then you can think about unmet needs and upsell, cross-sell. Got it. So that, that's the way we think about it. And, and it's that middle bit that most companies forget about or most marketing teams forget about. Mm -hmm. I think this is part of what I love about your programme. You're not just going from a, here's an account, the deal is done, and now why aren't they doing a customer success video or a, a, a case study on our website? You're actually nurturing them from the point of pre-purchase and actually helping that customer correct um, and, and I think that's success. selfishly if you think of what we want at the end of the program is happy customers that can are advocates of us of our brand because we've handheld them to get them there and and so many advocacy programs and customer success teams don't work the reason they don't work is because they haven't done that work in the middle to get them there they, they think, okay, a customer signed, the next day they'll come and do a customer video with us. Well, they won't because you haven't done anything to get them there. It's, it, nurture post-sale is, is as important as pre-sale. Yeah. And that's the way we think. And that relationship moves from tactical to a much more two-way value exchange. Correct. Talking of that success, what are some of the biggest successes you've seen over the past few years? Large cross-line of business deals, I think uh, we, we would definitely say. Over the ten years we've been doing this, we can we we can point at many many of them, right? Which are, which are great hand in hand, very very close alignment with sales and marketing. And the others, I would say, more recently, were on the post sales side. So uh, customers that you know we've worked with to get them to that purchase decision, and then we've worked with post sale, and having very close, very strong relationships with board and C level executives from a marketing team perspective that are happy to jump on a plane and come and talk to you at your team meetings. I think that's a real testament to how strong those relationships are becoming from a marketing perspective. And that, I think, is a big part of the future of sales and marketing, how you get that cross-board level engagement. So if a C-level moves from one account to the other, they take you with them. Very much so. If you know The, the average tenure of C-level executives is, is shrinking, as you know. So they, if, if they go, they go somewhere else. And it, it's so easy if you know them to pick up the phone and, and say, hi, how can yeah. I help you? So uh, very, very key. And you've got that relationship not just built on teas and coffees, there's real depth. Real, real depth, yeah, because yeah, we've helped them get them, you know, sometimes we've helped them get their new job. Wow, brilliant. So, Andrew, it's been quite a journey over the last 10 years. What are your tips for organisations looking to evolve their ABM programme to extend beyond the purchase journey? I think if you're going to do ABM, do it properly and uh, dedicate a team to it. It does need people. It doesn't necessarily need tons of budget, as we know, but having people that are dedicated and will, you know, local to the account team, local to the customer, talking their language, in their language, all of those things we've learned over the last 10 years are, are crucial. 
and then having maybe a, di a different set of people. What we find is you need a different type of person to do the obsession side. They, they are customer focused, but they take it to the nth degree. You know, and they're, they're really happy and natural talking, which many people aren't, by the way, too bored and C-level executives. Some people get really starstruck or, or don't want to do it or don't think they can do it. And you just need people, 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 if you know what I mean. They're just naturally talking. They're just people, right? So just go yeah. and talk to them. They, they would be the top tips. At the end of the day, I think everyone we're selling and marketing to, they're all human beings and yeah. it's creating those connections. Exactly, yeah, and building those relationships. Andrew, thanks for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Today we're giving away a copy of Strashy from the Outside In by George Day and Christine Mormon. To enter, join the conversation on Twitter using the hashtag ABM podcast. See you next time. This podcast is brought to you by Momentum ABM, the account-based marketing consultancy, transforming how sales and marketing teams grow their biggest customers. You can learn more at MomentumABM.com